This is the fourth, I believe, in the series of uh, one another's as we think about what it means to be in the body of Christ, what it means to practice the one another's uh, here. This is Ephesians 4, verses 29 through 32. Again, the Lord tells us, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let, these are the put-offs here, some of them, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, because it can be by grace. And verse 32 says, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. In Strong's Greek uh, lexicon, It defines kindness this way. Kindness is goodness in action. That's the short version. Kindness is goodness in action. And it goes on, sweetness of disposition, gentleness in dealing with others, benevolence and affability even. But I think primarily, kindness is goodness in action. This week, or a couple weeks ago, I found an article called Uh, The Hidden Power of Gentleness. You can find that online. Dane Ortland wrote that. It's only a few pages. It's wonderful. Uh, The Hidden Power of Gentleness. Dane Ortland is the author of uh, Gentle and Lowly. And he said this, and some of us have read this already. I've given it to a number of people. Um, Gentleness and kindness surprise people. There's three things he's talking about. Gentleness and kindness. Gentleness Surprise, surprises people. Gentleness and kindness woos people. So it surprises people, I think, because it's not natural. People rejoice at kind actions toward them, of course, but it doesn't happen a lot, I think. So it surprises people sometimes. And it says gentleness and kindness woos people. Woo is talking about relationship. It draws us nearer to each other. And then it says, he says, it dignifies people and gives people a living picture of Jesus himself. That's what the whole book, Gentle and Lowly, is talking about. What is the heart of Jesus? Now, you may not know this, and I didn't until a while back, that there is a World Kindness Day, November, November 13. Okay, World Kindness Day. So, that would be a great day in the world, but... So you should put that on your calendar and make sure that you are kind on that day. Anyway, okay. Now, obviously, I have other things to say about kindness in the body, but uh, this is what it said on the website. It says, the purpose of World Kindness Day as outlined by the World Kindness Movement. uh, Hey, that movement started uh, a couple thousand years ago, but uh, so there's a World Kindness Movement. I didn't know that. Okay, so the purpose is... Here, quote, to highlight good deeds in the community, focusing on the positive power and the common thread of kindness which binds us. Okay, that's a little stretch for me, outside of the body, the positive power. Now, not to denigrate something that I think is okay, is good. Yes, praise God, let's be kind. I'm Glad that there could be worse days, and there are worse days that we celebrate than World Kindness Day. But I also found, in related to this, that there is a Random Acts of Kindness Foundation. 
And I guess to them, uh, random, I guess, is better. It's maybe unplanned. It's maybe more from the heart. And their motto is, make kindness the norm. I agree. May it be the norm. Certainly here. And that can be in the body of Christ. But I don't think the uh, political system, uh, most of the media, and many who use the media have gotten this message, frankly, when you read what's online. But I think, dear family, we have our own kindness day, right? Our own kindness day reminder by the Spirit in us who is conforming us to the image of our Lord, who opens our eyes to how to apply the fruit of the Spirit, one of which is kindness. At all times, not randomly, maybe randomly and and otherwise. And so it appears, I think, that many in the non-Christian world, according to this that I found, Many in the non-Christian world, they acknowledge the need for kindness. They, they want it. They, you know, there's too little of it. And they see the destructiveness of the lack of it. But they have erred, I believe, in the true source of it. And also, can kindness convert the world? No, there's only one gospel. They can't put off the list of sins that we just looked at in Ephesians 4 because they don't have the source or the power of true kindness dwelling in them and changing them from the inside out, making them loving and humble, uh, making it so they will act more randomly, more naturally in kindness. The kindness we are called to give to one another in the body of Christ is from the Lord Jesus and is a fruit of the Spirit. It comes from our hearts being changed and empowered by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us and from the Spirit's use of the Word of God, of course, which he inspired, Ephesians 4.32. He commanded it, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. We're commanded to be kind and enabled to be so. And it is all for the glory of God. Not to show that, oh, look how kind I am, or we are maybe. Kindness is a character quality, and it is also an action, just like love is. They, they go together. Acts of kindness can often be very small, uh, not showy, not ostentatious at all, but they can be quiet and hidden, and maybe just a small act, or just one word, maybe, or even not a word. Last week, I read 1 Corinthians 13, And we saw that love is selfless and does not seek its own. And this is something we learn, I believe, in our families, in our particular families here, and in this family, this body, as we serve one another. Last week we looked at Romans 12.10, we are to be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. So it not only says kind be kind to one another, but it describes it in more detail, kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, like a family, like in a family. And then it finishes, particularly last week we saw, uh, it shows itself by uh, the honor we give when we give preference to one another. So our Heavenly Father is kind, in fact, kindly affectionate, amen, toward us. We are to be imitators of God as our Father in heaven as his dearly loved children. Psalm 117 says, for his merciful kindness is great toward us. Amen. So in this ceremony, and as we come forward, as we prepare, we are reminded of the ultimate act of kindness, 
in the Lord's death for us on the cross, in his sacrificial love for us. And because of that, we can look for more ways to be kind to others. We can always be growing in this, random or otherwise, because we want to be like our Heavenly Father. And we want to be like our King, too, uh, who in kindness subdued himself, uh, us to himself. And we want to bless one another and show love to one another by acts of kindness to please our King and to bless each other every day. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we, we do thank you for your merciful kindness, which is great toward us. And for the many ways you show your kindness daily to us, even when we don't see it or acknowledge it. Don't thank you for it. Lord, forgive us for taking your kindness for granted. Thank you for commanding us and inviting us to come to this table to be reminded of this, of your kindness, your act of kindness. Lord, open our eyes to see ways that we can be kind to one another and tenderhearted to one another. Lord, we rejoice that we can come to receive these signs of your grace and your kindness, and we rejoice that the fruit of the Spirit can grow in us because of your grace. Dear Holy Spirit, enable us now to come in submission and in joy, for we ask this in the name of our King Jesus Christ. Amen.